Today is July 8th. We are at the All-Star break. It is home run derby night. No Yankees baseball for a couple of days. We got a first half to recap. We got a lot of voicemails to answer. We got some thoughts to get your way. Let's talk Yanks. What's going on? How's everyone doing? It's talking Yanks. It is the voicemail episode. We are in limbo in between the first half and the second half. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I got Jake wearing a purple sweater for his rocks. How you doing, Jake? Lost six straight. Got to rep them. Um, I'm good, man. Just got a cup of coffee. Home run derby coming up in a little bit. I'm I'm Team Vlad Jr. I think he gets it. You think he's going to get tired because he's out of shape? And I think that's so rude to me and Vlad Jr. Well, no, it's also he's young, and I think he's not going to be able to pace himself. That's no pace. I get that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing well, man. I mean, this is... Uh, you you don't know what you're going to get into in the baseball season. The Yankees had the most injuries the team has ever had. I'm not going to check with Katie's stats on that. Um, ever in the history. We have the best record in the AL. Uh, the fun stat of the day that everyone was tweeting out was that Brett Gardner has more homers and RBIs than Mookie Betts. That is a fun um, stat of the day. That is, that, and it is, and it is. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I understand why we're tweeting it. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's a, a a first half reflection. I'm interested to see if the voicemails are recent centric or future centric or about the first half in general. So I'm 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 excited. How you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for the all the home run derby. I kind of was like, oh yeah, the break the break's coming. Not going to do much. And then as the all the home run derby comes up, I'm like, man, I should it really be smart to like cover this and make some gifts and vids and stuff. So now it's like, okay, I'm in probably going to be some good, like reactions, some good facial stuff too. Yeah. It'll be, people will want to see the, the weird stuff that goes on. Then I'll try and bring it to them. But yeah, I didn't, I just, I thought I wasn't going to work it. Now I feel it feels like I'm going to work it. Do we, do we make a announcement of what we've got coming up? Have we like done that yet? I don't know what, what we're talking about baseball oh yeah we've talked about it a little bit on here they don't care okay. they like the yankees a lot of people like the yankees and like baseball too what jake and i in the second half of this show are we are we are doing a talking baseball podcast so if you like national coverage i i used to not i used to just follow the yankees but in recent years and doing breakdowns this year we have uh I've been following much more of like the entire MLB, which is so ridiculously hard to do because if you follow one team, you have to watch seven games a week. It's impossible to follow more than one team. Really, it's really hard. Jake and I are going to try and do it. It's not going to cut into talking Yanks at all. If anyone's worried about that, this will 
always be the number one and the main thing. But the breakdowns on YouTube have grown this audience. We have all, we're about to have... Jesus, my dog just like jumped. We have like 200,000 subscribers coming up on YouTube. So we felt like, hey, if they're not Yankee fans, maybe we can give them some, uh, some other baseball talk. So that is coming up. We've done two test episodes. Our Patreons for Talking Yanks have got access to that uh, just so we can get like some feedback. And on the 5th, we'll be dropping it. So if anyone is interested on, in more baseball talk, that's coming up. 15th. 15th. Did I say, did I not say 15th? <laughs> you said the 5th. <laughs> you and numbers are starting to get scary, man. <laughs> Bad at numbers. Bad at so, numbers. Yeah. When, when that comes out, make sure either way you su- subscribe, check it out on YouTube. It's going to be all over. So just, just do us a favor and check it out. Subscribe, unsubscribe, download it, everything. Yep. Do all that. Tell tell your tell your friend that likes the opposing team that you always say, "Hey, uh, you you like the Red Sox, I like the Yankees," and be like, "Well, now we've got something we could share." Yeah, do that. Do that. All right. Speaking of numbers, we've got a number of voicemails here, Jake, and I'm just gonna hit play and see what this person has to say. Hey, what's up? Why the hell is Luke Voigt? Not an all-star. The system is rigged. That's it. All right. Real quick. Why is Luke Voigt not an all-star? The system is rigged. The system is weird. I've actually kind of come around on it, Jake, which is crazy. Yeah. It's a hard... of a couple weeks for you. (laughs) Yeah. The first thing they did when they gave fans votes to get the top three was pretty brutal. But I'm glad that didn't hold any weight. It was really just pomp and circumstance for show, just to make the people feel involved. It really didn't hold any weight, those top three. Luke Voigt's not an all-star because every team needs a representative, and Vogelback is the Seattle's best representative, and he gets in as a first baseman in the AL, and that hinders everyone else's chance, especially Voigt's chance. Um, if Seattle's best representative was a starting pitcher, then Vogelback would probably not be in and Voigt would be in over him. And Jim, this, uh, this uh, light bulb just kind of went off in my head. If this game wasn't, if this game was anywhere else, but Cleveland, I think Luke Voigt gets voted in and he would have been an all-star, but because Santana was the first baseman and it was in Cleveland, I think he got a lot more love. Could be true. Yeah. I mean, Voigt should have been an all-star. And it sucks because he wouldn't have been playing. So if it was opposite, if Voigt got it, then he'd be injured. And then Vogelback or Santana would be in anyway. So it'd be the same. You know what I mean? So it does kind of suck. and and the Luke Voigt experience has been fun. And it's still, uh, I mean, he's very much proven he's a worthy MLB guy in the middle of our lineup but he is older and you wonder what his career looks like at the end of the day and i don't know it, it would have been it would have been nice to have this all-star game in the book so he doesn't have to be like <laughs> will i ever make an all-star team yeah a voice future gets sad when you think about sometimes like he yeah not let's, sad let's not. sad's not the right term right but he missed the window for like he will never get paid as a free agent yeah, like if if he does really well, the Yankees maybe hook up the back end of his career a little bit. But yeah, it's it's tough if you don't break into the major leagues early. They they're gonna change all those rules. This, 
That'll be an off-season convo. Cool. Next voicemail. What's up, guys? Nathan from California. First time, long time. Um, just had a couple things. I wanted to see if you guys had uh, looked into this new Yankee prospect. They just signed out the Dominican, Jason Dominguez. He's already getting some pretty high praise uh, from international scouting, comparing him to Trout and Mickey Mantle. And, of course, that's all BS until it's really shown. But just wanted to see what you guys' thoughts were on that. Um, also, I was having an argument with somebody about Urshela versus Andujar. And uh, once I actually looked into the stats, Andujar actually only made 15 errors all of last season. And Urshela, I couldn't believe it, already has 12 this year. Um, a lot of people compare the two and, and say that Urshela's glove is 10 times better, but the errors kind of speak otherwise. So I'd be curious to see some advanced stats on that. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Um. Okay, a lot going on here. Yeah, we've heard about Jason Dominguez. I need too young for me to get excited for. Was that was I, a question based around him or? I uh, surprisingly, because you and I normally line up on this, I decided because you know it's tough to get excited over a sixteen-year-old. But I think he crossed into the realm of phenom, and I love a good phenom. So I am excited for Jason Dominguez. But I mean, don't like expect to see him in pinstripes in like four years. So if you've got, you know, use your time in those four years, probably not thinking about Dominguez too much. When did Gary come in? We signed Gary in 2009, and he didn't make his debut until 2016. Seven Gary. years. I mean, yeah. and Gary, that's still 24. Gary, that was fine. But like, so. Jason Jason Dominguez what's his name Jason Dominguez is 16 7 years I can't even do the yeah. math it's 2026 Gar Yeah Gary Gary made his debut in 2015 two plate appearances Yeah it doesn't count um, so so he was 22 but uh yeah I mean even even if uh and, and I mean I I don't know I think baseball is getting younger to a degree like Glaber I think Glaber was ready to be called up Two years ago, if he hadn't gotten hurt, but okay. But all my only point is, we cannot see Jason Dominguez for seven years, and it could be completely fine. Like yeah. there's nothing bad about that. We could still be, yo, we got this 24 year old coming up, and we'd be so excited. But it's because he lives in the Dominican. The system now lets us know about him as a 16 year old instead of if he lived in America, we'd have to wait until 18, and then it's only. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so early. It's just yeah. so early. Like, I feel like for the next yeah. four years, I'm going to be telling people, like, I don't care yet. Yeah. So, unless there's, he, there's unless a he is a phenom I, and breaks in at 19 or 20, that would be amazing. And, and that's, that's still and that, four that's, years away. That's what got me excited about him because people were saying stuff. I mean, there was Mike Trout comparisons and switch hitting and center field and power both sides and all of it. So... I'm uh right now I'm on the even I'm on the phenom train and I'm not expecting him for four years so it's it's tough to talk about that yeah and then Andujar and Urshela it's not even a question people throw Urshela's all defensive metrics out there because they say he's not good the eye test says he's really good he does have a lot of errors on simple plays but I think he has a ninety four percent on on routine plays which is somewhat low it's usually like 98 or 97 or something like that but 
You can't not judge errors. Andujar is so bad he doesn't get errors. Because he can't get to balls, he can't boot balls. Urshela can get to more balls, which allows him to get more errors. It's such a stupid system. All defensive metrics kind of suck. Like, errors in general just blow. Yeah, and... um... And they're so subjective to the scorekeeper at the time. Like, Gary has two errors on him this year that are not his fault in the slightest. Glaber didn't catch a ball that was should have been in his glove. And there's so many more examples. Errors are just a terrible, terrible, terrible way to judge anything. Wow, such a Gary stan. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. It's, it's pretty bizarre that errors are still super subjective. And I think the other problem is, is that advanced stats still aren't doing good things with defense. And I think we're going to change that soon. Like, I, I know how much you've fallen in love with those outfielder stats and their reaction time and distance they cover and all that stuff. Um, they're still figuring that stuff out. And, I, I mean, errors, it, it's, it's kind of going to be like a batting average thing of sorts. Like, yes, I mean, errors are clearly bad, and having a high batting average would clearly be good, but there's so many other stats now. And Matt Chapman, who's a star defensive third baseman he won the platinum glove last year he had 20 errors at third base um which i think might have led third baseman i i might be and he's the best third baseman in the al i i might be be i i might be misremembering that but um uh 20 errors and the guy was voted the platinum the the best defender in the sport so it's tough to use errors as as a unit of measurement for that if anyone tries to tell you that Andujar and Urshela are even the same stratosphere as defensive third baseman, throw something at their face and see if they catch it, because they may be blind. What was the uh, what was the game the other day that Gio just went full nut job? He made three incredible plays versus the Mets. Versus the Mets. I mean, just go watch those plays, and I I I. I haven't said this in a while because it's it's rude to Miggy. Um, and the Miguel Andujar conversation is actually going to be a fun one this offseason. But it, it just go look back at some Andujar plays and then look at what Urshela does on plays and think about how differently they would look. And there was actually a huge play. Um, Tanaka gave up a home run in his last start. And the next play was a chopper, and Urshela made a great play on it. And just, there's little things like that that are so big momentum-wise. Like, picture your Masahiro Tanaka. You give up a home run. The next play is a chopper to third. Urshela makes a great play on it. If it was Andujar, I don't think there's a chance in hell he makes the play. And then you go from, all right, I gave up a homer, all right, got the next guy out, cool, to, okay, I gave up a homer, and now there's a runner on first again. I mean, it just changes so much about a baseball game. Urshela is great at third. It's, it's like not a conversation. Yeah, it's not. And it pisses me off that the, the, all the defensive metrics don't match the eye test. Hicks is the other way where all the defensive metrics say he's good, but like the eye test says he's average. Yeah, and it's I mean it's a little bit with like he's a he's a glider in the outfield. That's that's a great term. <laughs> you done with that? Off. You done with yeah. that statement? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next. 
Yeah, I just wanted to say, I heard people talking about trading Gallandor and Chris Frazier for pitcher. And those injured, they don't like people that were like highly regarded because he's not playing enough. Like, people probably, but if a guy, a good one was last year, I wouldn't want to trade from as a mother pitcher, Chris Frazier and Gallandor. Maybe just Chris Frazier, maybe Gallandor. I like that really much, but he, he injured the people I, people like, he's not here now, so people don't know I'm trading him. But I want to keep him thinking. Whoa! How did I Luke? Could, I, how did intern Luke let that get on air? I couldn't hear any of that. I mean, it's about. I mean, Luke. Luke's description says trading Andujar and Clint for a pitcher is Andujar forgotten because he's hurt. Um, so I'm just gonna say that's that because I had, I couldn't understand the thing that was said in the voicemail. I think it was choppy service, okay. not his voice, but. Okay, so trading Andujar and Clint. I don't think they should trade Andujar. I don't think it makes any sense to trade Andujar right now. Does that answer the question? A- Andujar's value is is unknown right now. A, he had a pretty significant shoulder injury in a sport where those those are tough. Um, and, I mean, right now he still doesn't have a defensive position. Um, so I, I think... The Yankees and other teams want to see Andujar come back healthy, be the crazy doubles hitter he was, and then make a dis- decision from there. So I, I think from the Yankees standpoint and other teams standpoint, it doesn't make sense to move Andujar. I agree. I agree. I hope that was the question. Do you think Clint's leaving town? Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think so? Well, no. Well, I don't know. I think they're. I think they're gonna. I think he's on the table. Right. Definitely on the table. I don't know if he's leaving town. I don't see him being able to stay on this team. Yeah. You've said that a lot. I mean, you're right now we're picturing him in those reds cut off jerseys. You've said that a lot yourself, though, that you don't just don't can't imagine him staying. My go to statement for a little while was just show show me another Yankee in recent history that kind of went through his defensive struggles and went through everything with the media as a young guy and and had a long career with the Yankees. It just it just doesn't seem like that much of a fit. Yeah. Okay, really quick, John Boy and Jake. Coming up at the beginning of July, which I'm calling obviously before your Tuesday, we got four games against Tampa. Next week, we got another four games against Tampa. If we could put put this together, we could probably really put a strong hold on the on the lead. And then we got another four games at the end of the month with Boston. And then the beginning of August, we got another four games. My question is, is if we could if we could get that? Do you think we could put this thing away finally? And, Win our uh, our first division. That's my question. Thanks. Love your show. Love stats. Thanks. Yeah, we have uh, the way that it, it's the schedule's coming up, Jake. And he and this was before the Tampa series, which we just split, so we didn't we did not put the Rays away there. But after the break, we have four against the Rays. And then uh, at the beginning of 
July or no July at the end of July we have four against Boston and then four again against Boston eight against Boston and four against Tampa in the next 10 series or so and if his question is can we put the division away yeah if we beat Boston handedly in those eight games like we take six of eight Jake yeah yeah I think that would I do think that would put the division like that would be a big gap. Tampa, I think, is going to be closer. It is four games. It is at the stadium. Uh, which yeah, four games. Like take three out of four there. Yeah, I mean, you're we are in a position now where in the next couple times we see them, we can knock them out. We could have just knocked Tampa out in those four games, but we didn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. Uh, I, I've been kind of firm on this all year that I. I thought this Red Sox team by not helping their bullpen. Although there was a big rumor today that they're they're out looking for a big time starting pitcher. Um, now that they're moving Evaldi to the pen, um, I, I don't. I repeating in sports is so hard to do. Mookie Betts had such a special season last year. So did JD Martinez. So did Chris Sale. So did a lot of guys on that team. And um, when when they came out and they let Kimbrough walk, they let Joe Kelly go um, in a bullpen that was already kind of bleak, I, I just thought it was going to be really tough for the Red Sox this year. I'm higher on Tampa than you are. Um, Glasnow's been out for a little bit. He's going to come back at some point. What what kind of moves can they make? Um, That's like saying Sevy's going to come back and then game, set, match. Where if Glasnow's coming back, Sevy's coming back. Yeah, I, I think Glasnow's on a better path than Seve. Um, I, I think he's already kind of got a timeline and stuff going on. Um, and yeah, I mean, Snell had a bad first half for them. I mean, you could you could do that, you know, and I could say Paxton could have a better second half. Yeah, but you can play that game with both, both <laughs> yeah. teams. So, um, I don't know. I, I would, uh, you know I'm a big try to put yourselves in another team's shoes. And I would say, you know, how far would you go if, if the Yankees, if it's, if it's August 1st and the Yankees were eight games back, I mean, would you give up on the Yankees trying to win the East? No. Um, so I, I think, would you? Eight games back in August? August 1st. You got two months? I mean, it's baseball. I think we've, we've done that before. No, you're gone. You, you got you you, you to. You, you make up four in August, you make up four in September. You go to the wild card. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm an optimist. If we're eight games back on August 1st, I do not. I'm not an idiot. I don't think we're winning okay. the division. So I think in these next two series, we can put it away. I, will, will they? Who knows? We'll, we'll have to see. But like I said, if they take six of eight, if they win both those series versus the Sox, then yeah, that'd be amazing. Right. So the schedule does kind of allow us to do that, which is fun be really cool if they took advantage of it. But yeah, I mean, we were like four out in 2017, and I never really had faith. Just got to hope for the wild card. Hey, what's up, John Moy and Jake? It's Sam calling from the Jersey Shore. Um, I just had a thought, was, was kind of interested to hear your take on. I think my opinion is, I, I love Gio just as much as the next guy. I feel like this is the same. I'm, I called about Gio a couple weeks ago. But do you see him maybe being sent down to the minors 
for a week or two in in the stretch of everybody stays healthy and bringing up weight to give DD. Um, no. Do you want me to play the rest of that? I'm good. Sam's a regular caller. I like Sam, but did you just say send down Urshela and bring up Wade? What? <laughs> I guess he's trying to say as like a bench piece and pinch running and stuff, but no. Urshela's been so good this year. It's It's kind of unbelievable. That would be so fucked up to demote the guy who's been unbelievable and promote the guy who has spit at every chance to help the team. Like that's a Met. That that is a Mets move. Yeah. Some roundabout reason to promote a bad guy and demote a good guy. That's New York Mets baseball. Can't do that. Can't do it. Can't do it. Hey guys, it's Logan from Minnesota. I'm just wondering why we have Chris Carter, uh, uh, I mean Edwin Encarnacion, still in our lineup, Ooh. despite having a kid at AAA who was hitting 300 with like 13 bombs, 40, 50 RBIs at the big league level, even though he didn't even start the year on the team and he came back from an injury. John Boy, I know you hate the kid, but you gotta admit that, uh, literally he can give us better production than Edwin Encarnacion is right now. Out of the DH hole, literally anybody can do this. Um, call it Mike Ford. I don't care. Um, besides, Clint, his defense was starting to look, you know, I don't know, borderline mediocre before no, he got not. Um Edwin's in a slump. I hate when yeah. baseball fans forget that slumps happen to every single player ever. Edwin is leads the league in homers and has a professional bat for a decade now. And he's in a two-week slump because he went to a new league and a new team. And like now he's just Edwin's terrible. I hate when people... Gary's in a slump. They're both going to come out of it and be just fine. That is how the sport of baseball works. Would it have been better to have Clint's bat than Edwin's bat the last week of the season? Yes, because Edwin did nothing. Is it possible? No, because then you have to get rid of Edwin forever just for a week of Clint because Edwin can't be sent down to the minors. And then when Edwin comes out of his slump, which is regular in baseball, you're fucked. I, uh, Austin Romine had a better last week of the season than Gary. Um, do you guys want to bench Gary? Do you guys want to bench Gary again? Cause Romine had a better last four games. We could do this again. Do people forget how baseball works every single season? Hate a good slump. Ugh. Clint's defense is looking better. I guarantee you, Logan, not to be mean to you, but Logan in Minnesota, you're not streaming triple A Scranton games and honing in on Clint's defense. And not for nothing. I think there was like a game down there where he botched a play badly. I, re I remember getting tagged in it and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you're just you're dreaming that because you think outfield is easy to play because a lot of people can do it. But our man, Clint, cannot right now, and I'm sorry. Hey, guys, it's Booba from Nebraska. I, I haven't really seen anything. Uh, with Michael K. being out um, for the next month, uh, 
will Ruko come back? Do you think Ruko is going to be – will he kind of fill in for Michael K, or do we have to – do we have to suffer through Ken Singleton? Now, don't get me wrong. I like Kenny. Um, I just don't really enjoy him as a, you know, as a TV announcer. Just, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he's not the greatest. I, he's not Michael K. But I guess if we have to listen to it, we have to listen to it. So thanks, that, guys. Love the show. Is that a flush? Peace. We got Could a have been. I think we got a flush there. Uh, I don't know what the plan is. Kenny Singleton said he only wanted to do Tampa and Baltimore. I think we're only in Baltimore once more, and we're only in Tampa once more. So Kenny probably only has two more series on his slate. Now, I don't know if they're changing it. I don't know what's going on with Sterling and Ruko. We should get a lot of Ruko once Sterling is back, which I think he will be after the break. Yeah. But Kenny and Flash were in the trop. It's a tough sell for me. The Yankees organization kind of let that last series go. <laughs> uh, top to bottom. Um, Flash, man. It's tough. It's uh, I've, I've got a weird Jakey comparison going in my head. It, when, you're, when Flash is calling a game, it's kind of like you're going on a date with someone and you're like, this isn't working out. But then like every... 20 minutes they say something that you're like okay i can work with this we, yeah we can build on this oh you really like dogs i really like dogs all right and then 20 minutes go by and you're like oh my god and then they're like well family has a vacation house in the outer banks and you're like all right that sounds kind of nice and then 20 minutes and then you're just like get me out of here so i'm i'm sorry flash but you're not sorry you have his butt in your picture on i mean he's he's part of a big part of my life yeah yeah. Big part of my identity currently. Jim and Jake Boy, it's TD from Madison, Connecticut. As always, thanks for letting me talk some Yanks with you two fine dudes. First off, I have to apologize for putting a curse on John Sterling back in March. I accurately <laughs> predicted it, so I will take the blame for ending his streak. I'm sorry, John. Now, after an all-star-worthy first-half performance by Gio Urshela, I've got another hot take for you. Glaber, I know you're a regular listener. Put some earmuffs on. Miguel Andahar will not be a member of the New York Yankees next season. I think this overcrowded infield has to be addressed at some point. So what do you think Cashman might do about this situation we're so fortunate to find ourselves in? Oh, and shout-out to intern Luke, best voicemail screener in the business. Davey Garcia was just promoted to AAA. I'll hang up and listen. Hey, Davey Garcia was promoted to AAA? Yeah, after after the uh, after starting game. after starting the futures game, he uh, he got the call to AAA. So yeah, the the Davy stuff's kind of real now. That's that stuff is real now. My ears are perked now. Yeah, I'm in. I, I'm I'm thinking uh, uh, if he does well at AAA, I I think you see him in September. Definitely September to reward him. We'll see how they use him. Now, last time we did this, I said name a time Cash has brought up a minor leaguer to get. Innings and a lot of people reached out and said last year Johnny Lasagna and it was like well, last Johnny Lasagna got called up because he was the last pitcher left on the forty man and he it was a spot start. I meant like for people that think Davey's going to come in and get shut down innings out of the pen. I still don't see that being real this season. 
but I will think he gets a, a cup of coffee. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I won't I won't fully rule it out. I mean, how how fun would that be to have like a job or run or something like that? Um, it would be so it, much fun. If if Davies twirling at a triple A and he keeps those K rate numbers up there, yeah, let's uh let's dance. But uh, yeah, I I think you still want to taper it until it happens. Uh, he's still super young, but uh, I that future's definitely bright, and I think as long as he looks solid at AAA, I do think he'll get a, at least a cup of coffee. Which hey, there there's some fun there. I remember. Was it the Futures game or that the league in Florida that AFL? What's the league that the prospects go to after the season and pitch in? League the prospects go to after the season and pitch in. In the U.S.? Yeah, I can't think of it. But the top prospects go and they all face each other. Um, can't think of the term name of it. But... Justice Sheffield pitching it. Uh, Arizona Fall League, AFL. Carl there you Daniel help. Justice Sheffield pitching it a while ago, and there was uh, it was like the first time they're implementing shot clock, and I watched it, and I was so unimpressed with Justice Sheffield from that one inning. I missed the Davy Garcia future game inning, but I would love to watch it and make a rash decision based on it. Do it. I think he went one, two, three, so you probably like it. Oh, Justice Sheffield went did really well as well. It just was like, I don't know, wasn't sure. impressive. Davy Short, you hate short guys. I don't hate short guys. They just statistically have a lesser chance of being successful pitchers in the MLB. Don't tell me that. I just told you. That's honestly who I just told was you. That's why my arm's getting loose. <laughs> what was this? What was TD's real question? He thinks Andujar is going to be gone next year. We kind of talked about that. I think he needs to prove he can play before they can move him. Yeah, he's he's got to show that he's back, and then you make decisions off of that. But, I mean, right now our, our DH is Edwin Encarnacion. I think he's probably not going to be here next year, right? No, I don't think he's going to be here next year. I think they'll do so, a I mean, buyout. And, I mean, look at how many guys have gotten at bats this year. If Miguel Andujar is healthy and back to looking like Miguel Andujar, I I bet you we could find that guy in the lineup a lot. So let's let's not just do midseason and hard takes because we're kind of bored about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Next. G'day, guys. It's Charles from Oz. Just giving a call, uh, throwing a voicemail. Um, Luke, don't get excited. Call him a four. So got some Australia on the board already. <laughs> uh, just want to get some feedback if I could. If any of you guys heard about the Yankees fantasy camps and anyone good or bad or indifferent, it's pretty expensive and extra when you've got to pay for the flights and stuff to come from here. So just wonder if you've got any feedback on if they're any good or if they're worth having to go at. So, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, congrats on the success with all the breakdowns and shit. And, uh, yeah, love the show. Good stuff. Thanks, man. All right. Jarv's in the chat now, too. So I appreciate the call and uh, thanks on uh, the congratulations. The fantasy camps are underwhelming when you see them. We've gone to spring training twice and you see the fantasy camps happen. I think you got to be 50 plus to do it. And I think you got to... Like when I'm 55, at that point, who do we think will be teaching the fantasy camps? Like if it's... 
O'Neal has been done broadcasting and now he's a 75-year-old fantasy camp guy or Tino right. Martinez, then I think I'd enjoy it a little bit. A 100-year-old Stump Merrill. He'll still be there. He will be there. But, yeah, the fantasy camps, they're pretty lackluster to look at. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I feel like we... We talked to someone this year or last year who uh, I think kind of fit your demographic you just laid out who said they had a blast. Um, I mean, if we're talking about doing young fun fantasy camp, like we, we bring in a couple of the couple of the younger guys and I don't know, they're happy hour every day, four to six. Like I, I can make that work. Yeah, but it's mostly older people playing like a really weird version of baseball. And some Yankees that I don't have heartstrings attached to. Yeah, like you do the fantasy camp trip one year, and then the next year you go to Alaska on that cruise. <laughs> My grandma went on that cruise like two summers ago. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. But after fantasy camp. Yeah. You like wear a uniform, get all dressed up. It's kind of like... I, I mean, I'm tell if if there was a way we could go to Tampa, play three days of baseball, and have a good time with some ex Yankees players, I'm down for that. If it was like an adult summer camp, but I think it's it's a little dulled down from that. They're like 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, John Boy, Jake. This is Jake Rickard from Orlando. I'm just calling in. Uh, I have a question about one of the tweets John Boy had earlier this year. Uh, I think he said that most uh, great baseball teams have two months that they play um, at above 500 level, and then the rest of the month of the season they play at 500. Uh, I just want to know how the Yankees stack up in relation to that, and what, you're, what you guys think are uh, the prospects of them paying at that level for the rest of the season. Thanks. Yeah, I did say that. I said most winning teams play above 500 ball for three months and above or for four months and above 500 for two. The 2017 Yankees were like that last year. Now, not uh, some people came back and were like, they were 550. I'm like, yeah, it starts with a five. That's what I meant by 500 ball. Yankees have been fantastic, man. <laughs> they like they played. They're at 500 so far in July, three and three in June. I mean, the Yankees have been so good. It's if the Yankees, if the Yankees go five hundred the rest of the way, how many wins do you think they'll have on the season? Ninety-two. Ninety-four. If they go five hundred the rest of the way, if they go five hundred the rest of the way, they'll have ninety-four wins. And that's and what I I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Jake, because they already did April, May, and June above five hundred. They did six fifteen winning percentage, seven forty-one in May, twenty and seven. And then 17 and 9 in June, 654. So if they went 500 the rest of the way, they'd still win 94 games. They're set up yeah. for success right now. Yeah. And I, I think it would be a safe bet to say they probably will have more than 94 wins. So that's, that's good news. It's good news. It's a good call, Jake. Boys, what's going on? It's Greco from down in Dallas. Great first half. I was thinking about. If this team's got what it takes as is to win the World Series, um, I think we've been overachieving in some places. You know, it sucks that Severino hasn't been with the team all year. He's kind of a question mark. I was talking with my dad. Um, 
And the question was, do you think that this team, as it stands, without any major trades for pitching, um, has what it takes to win the World Series? I think we've been playing the tough teams, um, Tampa, Houston, pretty well. Uh, curious what you guys think. Great first half. Let's go, Yanks. Good question. We had this conversation on our daily radio show, John Boy and Jake Radio, this morning, Monday morning, if you wanted to hear the original thought. But we can rehash a little bit of it today. I was getting frustrated after the end of the Tampa series because I saw people on Twitter saying, uh, did the Yankees have a good first half? Yeah. Are they going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Do they need to make a lot of changes to be able to compete in the playoffs? Yeah. As if that situation is unique to the 2019 Yankees. So to answer your question, Nick Greco, no, I don't think as is they'll win the World Series. But I'll tell you this. I don't think the Dodgers, as is, can win the World Series. I don't think any team in baseball at the All-Star break, as is, can win the World Series. Maybe the 9 Yankees. And then we went through it. Every team makes big, big trades. The, Do- the, the Red Sox got Ovaldi and Pierce. Pierce was their World Series MVP. The Astros got Verlander the year before. Then we went to 2015. They got Zobrist, Cueto, and Gomes off the bench. Every team that wins the World Series picks up pieces at the deadline and makes themselves better because there's a lot of teams that don't need those pieces anymore, so collectively the good teams, the rich get richer. So I don't think it's unique to the Yankees that right now, as is, they can't win in the playoffs. I think that's just how baseball works. So can I send a question your way, James? Because I, I, I do agree with that stance for most of it. Yeah. What if the Yankees don't get someone at the deadline? Well, if Severino comes back before the deadline, which I don't think is happening. No. But, I mean, if they cannot make a trade and get Batances and Severino and Stanton back, and then, right. yeah, those are the best trades you can make. You just got to, it's like with anything. We traded for Hap, and he blew it in the postseason. I mean, everything's a gamble, but we do have pieces in our IL that could be moves. Like, I think if those were the three moves and they came back and those guys were who they're supposed to be, then, yes, we can win in the playoffs. Easily. Okay. Easily. And, they, I mean, we, we, they will we did make trade moves. for Edwin. They, they will make moves. Do you think there's any chance they don't? I, I think there is a chance, absolutely. I mean, depending what the trade market looks like. And again, Brian Cashman, if if there's only a couple starting pitchers available and it creates a bidding war, we already know that Brian Cashman isn't going to leave his comfort zone, you know? Oh, I think he may. I think he may I, sell Clint at a price that isn't great. Okay. I, I just think everything we've seen with contracts and how Cashman runs this organization, he's not... He's not into the overpay. I mean, he'd rather go and get, you know, Edwin Encarnacion for 19-year-old Juan then because that's a great move than giving, you know, Clint Frazier or somebody else and, and getting a bigger piece. Yeah, they said he was working the phones while in London talking about trades. Like, I, I think trades are happening. I like it. I'm trying to find out the Cubs when they won. What Did they make roster moves? 
Uh, the Cubbies when they won. Yeah, they got a so and so Chapman. Raldis Chapman for Glaber Torres. Yeah, they got Mike Montgomery. Did he do anything in the postseason for them? Full Monty. Um, Lane Adams and Joe Smith. Mm. Who's Joe Smith? Reliever extraordinaire, Joe Smith. Mike Montgomery for the Cubs pitched a lot in the postseason. Holy shit. He threw in uh he threw 14 innings in the postseason for the Cubs that and they and he was an ac- acquisition. And Joe Smith. This kind of fascinates me. We just said we're doing this talking baseball show now and we said we wanted to do this on it and go through the past World Series winners and see who they traded for. I think it's a fascinating Yeah, thing. I thought you were going to tw- I thought you were going to tweet something out earlier. I might steal it from you. No, I want to do it on the show. Right, but it'd be a good tweet, man. Yeah, but I want to bring the info to people. I don't want people to bring it to us. Me tweeting it out would be bringing it to the people, no? I feel like you're going to... I imagined you tweeting asking for people to... Who to no, no, up. no. I was saying, like, tweet it out, like, Cubs got oh, yeah. Smith, Montgomery, blah, blah, blah. Royals got Zobris, Cueto. Yeah. Um. So do I have that permission or no? The people are nervous. People are nervous. I don't know. You can do it. Okay. I was going to do I didn't it. Like, I, I didn't like that vote of confidence. I, we'll save it. Yeah, I wanted to do it as our two thousand as our July fifteenth like first talking baseball episode. I thought it would be a All right. killer. Then I'm not. Then I'm not. Yeah. Now the, the talking Yanks people know, but God, now they're gonna steal it. So many thieves. They keep no these 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 guys keep great secrets. Did the 2014 Giants win the World Series? No, it was the Red Sox. No, it was the Giants. It was the Giants, Jake. They won it. Los Hibido Gigantes. (laughs) Um, What are they looking at? Where are we? Next voicemail? Next voicemail. Did we answer Nick's? Did you give your opinion? Do you think we can win it as is? Uh, I think so. I, I think uh, you do send a good message as an organization when you go out and you trade for bodies that are going to help and you're trading for bodies that are going to help. So, yeah, and I, I mean, we've seen them, even the smaller moves, the Jaime Garcia's, Lance Lins that help your team out because they can't help their existing team out any. I mean, we're, we're going to get a body or two in here. The 2014 Giants look like they they only really added Jake Peavy. Oh, back Jake Peavy was really well respected starting pitcher for a while. He started two games in the World Series and blew both of them and the Giants lost both of them in spite of Jake Peavy. <laughs> so, that was a trade that did not help. Edwin Escobar Heath Hembry to the Red Sox for Jake Peavy. Nice. How's it going, Talking Yanks? How's it going, John Boy? How's it going, Jake? A um, couple things I wanted to talk to you guys about real fast. This is Gus from Brooklyn. Um, first off, Adovino should have been, uh, been an all-star. Um, I was wondering what other players you thought should be all-stars. Uh, next, 
I think we should re-sign Didi. I think he's gotten better every single year, and his contract is up in 2019. And third, I know I'm a day late, dollar short, but uh, John Sterling's call for Encarnacion should have been Encarnacion. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Encarnacion. I don't know. Una celebración for Edwin Encarnacion is so good. It's good. I think I think we sold some Edwin Encarnacion Sterling shirts, Jake. They're good. We did. Because that call is so fun. Um, Ottavino should have been an all-star. I don't know who else, but I also, I don't know. Glaber is there Ma- now. There's Cameron so- Maben. Cameron Maben. There's so many guys that probably are deserving that didn't get it. Like every team probably has our guy got snubbed, and then you got to be like, did he really? Did he not? Well, to see. I mean, did Tarpley get overlooked, you know? Yeah. Didi. I mean, there, there's an argument that Domingo had a better first half than Tanaka. <laughs> no, there's not. Take it back. Okay, take it back. All right, thanks. Uh, Didi, resign him? Yeah, I mean, my uh, my big thing that I I was on Didi watch before the season is that big... Yeah, good shortstops don't hit the free agent market, and I think uh, we'll we'll see. Didi had a little bit of a slumper heading into the half. Um, if if he does Didi things the second half, I think my man's going to go to free agency and and request a, a pretty big payment. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, I think the Yankees want to keep him around because he's part of this. But I mean, it turns into a whole discussion about Glaber Torres, DJ Lemayhew, that Andujar guy. Um, but I, I don't know. I think if Didi, if, if Didi has a solid second half, you'd like to think the Yankees want to keep him in house because of his personality and the fact that he's really good at baseball. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Cameron from Midtown. He's calling in to ask kind of a stupid question. Uh, if the Yankees had a home run derby for only their pitchers, who do you think would win? Personally, I would have said CC about maybe five years ago, but maybe I go with Tommy Tight Pants nowadays, just because of how uh, you know strong and buff he is. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Ah, uh, Yankees pitchers home run derby. I think CC might win it with two, and Tanaka gets one. We saw Paxton swing; it was so ugly. We've seen Severino swing. It was pretty wild. We've seen who did was it Dellen who went full Sheffield last year? Yeah, I don't think he's connecting. So Tommy type pants is a bad pick because he tears an oblique on his third swing. Yeah, I don't think Otto's going to be putting up anything special looking. I mean, Chapman's the one that, like, if Chapman can make contact. Oh, it's Nestor. Like, it's Nestor Cortez. Nestor wins. Easy Nestor you've got. I got an easy Nestor win. He's got the weight. And, like, anyone who fucks around that much with, like, different arm angles and stuff messes around with a bat just for fun as well. Yeah, like, Nestor was going to do anything to make Major League Baseball. Like, he kept his swing tight just in case a coach was like, go play center field. Yeah, he's like, I'll be that reliever that, you know, goes sidearm, throws a 40-mile-per-hour curveball, and I can be a good pinch hitter if we're down to our last batter in 15 innings. Like, I I have the tools, coach. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. Chad Green, no. Zach Britton, no. I think Tanaka um, Wills won out. I, I Chapman's my dark horse. If, if Chapman knows how to put the barrel of the bat on a baseball, it's going to go. He's hit. He played in the NL. Yeah. I think it was pretty, but yeah. Good, good question. Good cue. Hey, what's up, Talking Yanks? This is Austin come, calling in from uh, Rochester. I've not been this happy with the first half in a long, long time. This team is looking for sure going going to the October flag. I just I can't see them not going. It's going to be Yankees-Dodgers, game six, Yankees win it. That's my hot take. We'll see you guys. All right. Wow. Yeah. It is like the best Yankees first half ever. I think it's tied for like th- two others. The best yeah, I think- Yankees first half since I forget when, but it's crazy. I think 98 had us beat. Um, I think they said the stats on that the other day and it was pretty silly. I think, I think they were like 60 and 20 or something like that at some point. I, I forget. They said it on the air and I was taken aback. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I said this to you on on the talking baseball show. I mean, right now it's pretty clear cut: Dodgers, Houston, Yankees. And if you're a fan of one of those teams, you think your team is going to win it. <laughs> the '98 Yankees were 61 and 20 in the first half. It's not bad. <laughs> they had one. They went. Winning percentage, April 739, May 741, June 731, July fucking 741, I'll finish, August 688, September 593. But listen to this. April, they lost six games. May, they lost seven. June, they lost seven. July, they lost seven. The 98 Yankees. Holy shit. Pretty good team. Right now, the Dodgers and Yanks look like the favorites. It's It's a jinxy game to play. Yeah, I I think Houston's Houston's still right there with us. They they have the Verlander Verlander and Cole Trump cards right now. Um that that they can throw out there. Yeah, true. How many career at bats does Araldus Chapman have, Jim? Fifteen. Two. Uh, oh for two. Oh for two. I'm trying to figure out what happened because he has a run scored. But he doesn't have a walk. Yeah, he probably so he tried to sack bunt and, got and got fielder's, out. Yeah. fielder's choice. Fielder's, right? That'd be fielder's choice. Potentially. Potentially. All right, one more voicemail. Cameron again. Hey, guys, it's Cameron again. Uh, so this is kind of a question for after the All-Star break. But do you think they they take uh, Maven off to IL because Cannon's going to be out for a while and send Tossin down again? It's going to be interesting to see just because how close Stan's going to be back and if we really want to ride out Maiden again, we don't know if his bat's going to still be hot from before the all-star break. So let me know, guys. Have a good night. I didn't even think about this, but, yeah, I hope they do that. That's exciting. We, If Cameron Maiden's healthy and then Stan being out allows him to play a little more, give me Cameron Maiden's show some more. That sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, we we just saw Mikey Mikey Talkman play what three straight games, um, and he did a solid job. Um, Cameron Maben was playing out of control. He homered in four straight games. Um, it it seems like 
that we could be able to take Cameron Maben into September, which would give him a shot of being on the postseason roster, which uh, he's done nothing but endear himself to the Yankees. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I didn't realize that could be a thing. Yeah. Jake, your pick for the home run derby again is Vladdy. Mine was Bell or Alonzo. I locked myself into Bell somehow on the show. The going Vladdy, like like the way that Yelich left that bracket and kind of opened things up for him too. And I, I think this is just supposed to be Vlad Jr.'s platform. Like when Judge went, it was supposed to be Judge's platform. But I think you can say the same thing with Alonzo and Bell. They're having better years than Vladdy. Yeah, but none of them have a Hall of Fame dad and, you know, where's the top prospect and, and all of that. Yeah, I gotcha. All right, that about ends this. Uh, I do not believe we're doing sta- sharp stats this week. Uh, have we confirmed that, Jake? We have, and we we got to talk about that a little bit. Katie sent us an email today, and I mean, if we want to do an another episode, because we can't, we're not going to do a series recap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Maybe we will then. So, so maybe, yeah. Maybe we will. <laughs> Katie, you might be listening right now, and <laughs> if this is out. before I've emailed you back, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, slow on the emails here. And then we will be back. I don't know, when's the next when's the next game? Like are we do we have a drought of episodes now? That's what that's what we're figuring out live right now. I believe there's a three game set versus Toronto, which closes on Sunday, and today is Monday. So yeah, it might be a a, a bit of a break. In the meantime, you can check out the Talking Yanks pregame show before every game on YouTube. And uh there you go. I think a Yes Network account just posted a guy wearing our Geo shirt. Really? Yeah. Yes Network's Twitter account? Yeah. All right, let me see. Let me see. Because this is... Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that. Oh, I like that shirt. Oilt. Oilt. Oh, I like that. Geo looks great in that shirt. People, uh, wow. Geo the God. Hey, people are tagging us in the comments. Okay. Well, you guys got to watch that conversation live. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. See you guys later. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>